Over 200,000 of the homeless people in the United States of America are women and girls. The most needed and understocked item in homeless shelters, feminine hygiene products. Joy Road Media is proud to tell you about the Clean Love Project. The Clean Love Project's mission is to help women and young girls feel clean, loved, and empowered by distributing clean love kits to alleviate their hygiene needs. Go to thecleanloveproject.org to find out how you can help. The Clean Love Project focuses on the Metro Detroit area, but it also distributes kits worldwide. If you are a female in need of a clean love kit, go to thecleanloveproject.org and request one today. Joy Road Media is a proud supporter of the Clean Love Project at thecleanloveproject.org. Guys, gals, non-binary pals, welcome to the Are You Listening podcast, the podcast where a couple of friends sit around, we talk about an album that one gave the other that they haven't heard before, they listen to it for a week, we reconvene. And we discuss said album. I'm here with my friend Scott. I'm Brand. Scott, good morning. Good morning. How are you, my friend? I'm fantastic because there's no better time in the world than 8 a.m. to discuss Acacia Street. <laughs> yeah, we uh, we like to get an early jump on things. I love it. I do too. As you know, I work early in the mornings also, so I feel like my days are still mine. Yep. So it's the same with this. Like This is just getting it done, getting work in, getting done with work. I don't really consider it work, but getting the podcast recorded and then i have to do the work of editing it yeah that's that's all you that that's all the work that's all the all the work you do all the work but you bring you bring the notes which i consider the work for the episodes where it's a toss-up of who is going to do notes. so i'll take that as a trade-off for now we'll see how that lasts <laughs> and if it grinds on me but we'll see we might have to hire an editor with the zero money we're making off this I was gonna say, let's just if, if I was getting paid to edit it, it'd be a different story, maybe. But I mean when I'm just, technically when you edit at work. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. That's true. But <laughs> when I don't work, then I'm then I'm like, oh I got a weekend off, and then I'm still editing. Yeah, yeah. That's I'm not here to complain. I don't know why this is happening. This is getting cut out anyway. <laughs> well, this is our I believe actually I'm I'm almost nope, it is not. I was gonna say this is our first episode that we're revisiting a band for the third time but oh. it is not true because we did emory three times we did do emory three times so now although we did do emory albums in order whereas yeah. this is not in order so we covered occasion strains wormwood first yep we did which you the basically summation of you was that it was the heaviest record you've ever heard then we covered continent and we've touched on this briefly before where it was a bad, bad it, it was a bad week. timing yeah, very bad timing for that record. It didn't. It wasn't conducive to what was happening in your world and the world. Yeah, so it was rough. We kind of we came out of that one rough. I don't know if this one's going to save you, oh, we'll but see. I, I had I had to bring this one to you because this one means a lot to me. Today we're covering the Acacia Strains Coma Witch. Yeah, and I need to ask you 
did you have any expectations or any thoughts going into this about what you were going to get about how you were going to feel or anything or did you try going into it blank i well i always try to go into it blank but i did have a little bit of ptsd from <laughs> continent yeah. so having listened to three albums because i listened to their newest one when it came out mm-hmm. was it decay slow decay slow decay was the last one yeah uh so i listened to that one when it came out so i knew what to expect mostly yeah you know uh having listened to three prior records so yeah i I had a bit of a preconceived notion of what i was getting into this week Mm -hmm. but uh first first i need to say i love this cover art it reminds me of the wormwood one like with the bird and the whoever the whoever the artist is that does these fantastic work i love it yeah they all they also did the one for their next record which is grave bloom which that's like a it's a raven spread out it's awesome too yeah okay. whoever the art I, I i wish i had the, the information in front of me to credit that artist right now because i also do love that artistry yeah it's fantastic. but I, I do not have it. it's yeah it's it's awesome i think he did a lot of the work Oh, sorry, I didn't mean to gender. I'm not sure if it is a male or female oh, yeah. or non-binary. They did a lot of the work for the, some of their merch, too. And it, the, the merch is just gorgeous. Also. Oh, yeah, I'd be it's about just, that it's merch. Awesome shit. Yeah. But I'm going to just get in real quickly to Acacia Strain's history. And then we'll get into the fun stuff. The other albums that came out, the Billboard charts. Yeah. So Acacia Strain, metalcore, deathcore band, originally from Chicopee, Massachusetts. Chicopee, yeah. They formed in 2001, basically, out of a high school band called Septic Orgasm. Up until this point, they there's been a couple changes with band members. Uh, I'll get to that when we get into this record. But the band as a whole has released In Life Is Very Long in 02, 3750 in 04, The Dead Walk in 06, Continent in 08, Wormwood in 2010, and Death Is The Only Mortal in 2012. So there's one in between this and Wormwood. There is. It is Death is the Only Mortal, which which is the last record that had DL. He was the writer, kind of the tech guru of the band. For the for a couple records before Death is the Only Mortal, he wouldn't even tour with them. He was just oh. a studio musician and then he would like produce the record. Oh, okay. And then but I because bands like this and most bands have to survive off touring, it yeah. was kind of just decided like we just need to have a ready to go group. Sure. So DL left the band after he he was the one that completely produced Death Is the Only Mortal though like it's his baby basically oh that that's his record was he the lyricist like did he write the lyrics as well I think Vincent May wrote the lyrics okay. but DL wrote a lot of the music okay so coming into Comawich they had to uh, I I don't I don't want to take it away from DL I'm pretty sure he did write lyrics also but mm-hmm. but coming into Comawich it was a completely different writing situation because DL wasn't involved. They had added two new guitarists, Devin Shidaker from uh, Rose Funeral and Oceano. He was a part of those two bands. I know, I know Oceano. Uh, and he joined Acacia Strain almost immediately after leaving Oceano. So there was well, a little bit of things like, did he leave because he knew he was going into to Acacia Strain or you know, something like oh, that. Oh, right, yeah. And then they also added guitarist Richard Gomez who was in Molotov Solution. I don't know if you were familiar with Molotov one. Solution. Mm-hmm. Which is their seventh studio album, which seems wild to even say. That's crazy. When was when did it come out? 2011? 2014. 14, okay. Oh yeah, there was the one in between. 
Mm-hmm. Worm- I keep forgetting there's one in between uh, Wormwood and this one. It is their second album on Rise Records. Death is the Only Mortal was their first one on Rise Records. The okay. one that uh, D.O. was a part of. Gotcha. Album entirely produced by Will Putney, who was a guitarist of Fit for an Autopsy. So they're just kind of staying in the genre. In their lane. They're that's, just, like, that's it. <laughs> yeah. Like, they know what's going on. Stay Pull, in the lane. Pulling from everybody in the genre. And we're like, hey, yeah. <laughs> we know what we're doing. We got this down now. It's our seventh record. Yeah. Like, we, I think we got it. We got this under <laughs> yeah. control. Yeah. Album was released October 14th, 2014. Oh, wow. So it, spooky in there yeah right where you needed to be right where right where it needed to be released i've always and we'll get to this when we talk about the record but i've always seen this as kind of a concept record where it was about this coma wish everything was about her it was about worshiping her and then there's one track in particular that we will really delve into that when we get to that okay but first up other records that came out in october of 2014 here we go on october 6th we have resurrection by newfound glory i don't remember that one I've n- I never saw that album cover in my life when what, I saw it. What does the cover look like? I, if I recall, it was like a coat of arms almost. 2014, Newfound Glory. Wow. Oh, no, I do know this. Is the black cover right, well, with, the white, with the white writing. Like a yeah, logo. Almost, yeah. 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 So not a coat of arms, but you could see where I understand. No, this was, uh, I think, one of their guitarists left. Steve Klein. Yeah, yeah. He and he was the lyricist. He was one of the lyricists too. Uh, he left, and this is the first record that they put out without him, and it just didn't hit the same for me. Yeah, I just read that they didn't even replace him. They just no, they recorded just, it as a four piece. Yeah, yep. So then, October seventh, we have Weezer's "Everything Will Be All Right in the End." Don't know it. There is a good span of time in Weezer's discography that I dropped out completely, up until like last year or the year before. Up until Van Weezer. No, up until the black, the black album. Okay. I think the black album came out, and then Teal came out, which was that record of covers. Yeah. And then the two last year that came out, Okay Human and Van Weezer. I mean, as you know, I prefer Saint Anger to the black album. So. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> no. Moving on to October fourteenth, we have. Exodus, Blood In, Blood Out. So a 2014 record by Exodus sounds wild. Yeah. Like, I don't I don't know Exodus at all. I don't think I've ever listened to a full Exodus project. But I'm coming out with one in 2014 is blowing my mind. I mean, Exodus was almost on, like, the... You, you could say that if one of those bands of the big four of, like, Thrash disappeared, Exodus could be there, right? Like, that's, that, that's I almost... I kind of remember them, hit. like, the 80s... Like yeah. metal scene, yeah? Yeah. Weird. Next up, also on October 14th, and this feels like a weird time to put this out, but maybe you get it out so people were buying it before the holidays. We have Idina Menzel, Christmas album, Holiday Wishes. Wow. Before Halloween? <laughs> yeah. Nah. <laughs> I, I love Idina Menzel. This is actually a record that if we ever did an, an additional christmas albums this would be on it i love okay. this record i love this christmas record i love adina mandel's voice it's unreal i and I, I watched an episode of undercover boss with her that oh, made really? me cry multiple times wow it oh, was great she's a boss like of what she 
she was like pretending to be worker and going into these like these places where people were doing like singing jobs, like singing telegrams and oh, stuff. Okay. Yeah. But like their goals was to be on Broadway. So she ended sure. up giving this girl like an apartment in New York for a year and oh, an, wow. an audition on Broadway and then 10 grand just to spend on bills to catch up on debt and shit. I was like, I, I was just crying. I was just like, awesome. crying. It was great. It yeah. was awesome. Okay, October 21st, we have Logic's Under Pressure. Yeah, Under Pressure. That was his first, that was the first uh, Logic project I think I listened to. Okay. I think, was that I'm, his first? I'm not a Logic guy. I'm not a Logic guy. Yeah. I, I don't, I don't, I think it was his first big one. Yeah. He might have put out some like uh, mixtapes or something like that before, but I think that was like his first like main major project. Oh, it looks like it might be his actual first album. Okay, yeah. I liked it. It was great. It's also weird to see that he has seven albums out. That's yeah, it's wild. Didn't yeah. didn't see that. Didn't see that coming. I'm not a logic guy. I don't I have nothing against logic, but I'm not a logic guy. I'm but not I a super logic enjoy. guy. I know there's he's got like three projects that I really, really like. Yeah. And then, I've tried. I've, I've listened to a couple records and they're fine. It's just yeah. not something that like get hits me in any way that I'm interested in. Right. Understandable. Speaking of things that didn't hit me, also on October 21st, we have Slipknot's Point Five, The Gray Chapter. Not my favorite one of theirs, but not my least favorite one of theirs. The newest one that just came out is kind of <laughs> trash. You loved it. Like, it it's might, your favorite. This might be a hot take, but that record is garbage. I don't think it's a hot take. I've seen basically nothing but that. Oh, really? Okay, good. I, I've seen a couple people on some groups I'm a part of that were really stoked to get the vinyl. And I was like, thank God I didn't pre-order it because it is yeah. trash. It's, it's so bad. I haven't even listened. Don't. But simply because I haven't, I haven't listened to a new Slipknot album in, I don't know, since Iowa. All, <laughs> All Hope is Gone was really good. I didn't mind it, but it didn't do what I wanted. Yeah. And then it's just been traveling down that other road. It's just been traveling. Again, I'll say it. I don't know if I ever said it publicly, but I said it to you. I don't think Corey Taylor can do it anymore. I don't think he has the screams. I, yeah, I think that's why he's more singing. So just hand the reins off of Slipknot to his son and let it happen. Like, Man, I don't understand why we have to do this. Let it happen. His son sounds just like him when he screams. I know. It's yeah, I've heard a few things that he's done. I, th- I mean, we're both dudes who like loved the first two records. Mm-hmm. And, and anything beyond that isn't nearly heavy enough. I mean, I've even said it before. I think I was one of the heaviest records of all time. Yeah, and it's amazing. Even even the first one isn't heavy enough for me at some points. Like, there's yeah. too much singing on the first one sometimes. Yeah, but Iowa that is just first one. You're a, not going to get Iowa. No, but Iowa is a fever dream of heaviness it and is. raw aggression. It's yeah. disgusting. I can't <laughs> ever imagine being that angry. Yeah, I think I was when I was listening to it. I think that's what did it for me. <laughs> Next up, also October twenty first, Ti's paperwork. There it is. That was it. That was a big one for him. That was the one with the uh, with the JT uh, feature on it. I don't recall it at all. I don't remember that record at all. Uh, I think that has whatever you like on it. No, you that is Paper Trail. Like. That's Paper Trail. Oh, am I off then? What? Wait, what was? This is Paperwork. Oh shit! Never mind then. I was thinking Paper Trail. Whatever you yeah, whatever you like is off Paper Trail. Yeah, that's that's whatever you like. That's Swing Your Rag. That's yeah, that's the big yeah. one. That was the huge one for him. I don't know Paperwork. Paperwork. I was not familiar at all. Yeah, 
I don't know paperwork at all. Like not at all. I'm looking at this, uh, looking at this track listing, and I don't know any of these songs. Sounds like you got something to listen to. I was going to say, how is there this album that I've never heard from before? I I want to say that maybe nobody was paying attention to Ti in 2014. Like maybe. maybe that still was happening. When did Paper Trail come out? Oh, 2007, 2008. I'm guessing. I know I was listening to it when I was still a custodian at the high school that I went to. Yeah, it was 2008. Ooh. Thank you. I, I will take a nicely shined up trophy for that poll I just did. Well done. <laughs> well done. Well, I love Paper Trail. <laughs> I love Paper Trail also. I've never listened to Paperwork. Me neither. I'm going to have to go back and listen to it now. Also, October 21st, we have a band um, I don't know if we ever talked about. I don't know if you are familiar, which is why I put it on here. The Cold War Kids put on Hold My Home. I know a few things from them. Okay. I picked up one of their records. I don't think it was that one. I picked up one of their records, I think just based on the band's name. And then they're like, kind of like indie. Oh, they're very indie. Yeah. And it didn't really do it for me at the time. So I don't know if they, I don't know if I'd get into it more now, but I know when I picked that up, I was just like, uh, not really feeling it. When I think of them, I think they might be a band that you'd like, but then again, they might also just be a little too indie. I know you like indie stuff, but yeah, you still no, I do. melodies and shit. Yeah. So, October 21st, still, Bush's Man on the Run. Nope. Hmm. No. Okay, we'll move on. Just, I, like, I, Bush had that first really great album, and it's been downhill since then, including <laughs> the one that just came out. It is <laughs> that's, not, that's, it's, that's one of the main reasons yeah, one of the main reasons i put it on here. it's not good it's it's just not like it, maybe like the first song i felt i was like oh man it's not bad and then i just listened to the rest of the album and i was nah nope can't do it sorry gavin rosdale so moving on to probably the biggest record no not probably this is absolutely the biggest record probably well sales wise as well as pop music wise of this whole entire month oh wow october 27th we have taylor swift's 1989 i don't know anything about it it's the one with shake it off it's it, it had some of her big big hits at the time yeah i've never listened to a taylor project so i don't really know like i, I know what is that we're gonna get there yeah i'm sure uh i know a couple of the singles like was that teardrops on my guitar that was an early one where she was still first record like country first record um and then, yeah, Shake It Off, I know. Which is off this one, 1989. And then, that might be it. That might be all that I know of her. I bet you've heard Love Story. You probably know Love Story if you heard it. I don't know. But this isn't a Taylor Swift podcast. So let's no, it's on. not. Let's, let's keep it going. Uh, October 28th, Run the Jewels put out RTJ2. I don't have two. I haven't <laughs> listened to it because I don't have it. It is not even my... listen to it. No. Not until That's I get wild. it. Like, I'm... I'm I'm dead set on getting it. Yeah. So I'm like, I'm holding also, I can spin it and listen to it for the first time and just be amazed because I love one and four. Wow, like that's two, wild. Two and three I've never listened to. You've never even listened to three? No. I did hear about a cat version of it, of <laughs> two, I think. Two, yeah. Yeah. Meow, meow the jewels. Yeah, I was at the record store. Uh-huh. Like, it, it was a couple months ago and uh i asked them if they had any rtj and they were like oh man we just sold a copy of meow the jewels and i was like the what now 
<laughs> and then, then the the employee told me about it. I was like, "Oh my god, that's wild!" Imagine if I would have bought that and thought it was RTJ two. I would have. I almost did. Because I the, almost did. The cover is like the same, except for they're like cat paws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep, same I, cover. I would have just been like, "Yeah," and then came home and it, on it and been like, "What the hell is this?" I mean, if I'm being honest, it's kind of the same record. Just the beats are cat meows. Yeah. It's wild. It yeah, is a wild thing. Nuts. I've listened to it, but I, I own all. I own all. I own their discography. Do you? I just, I just realized that I own all four of them. Yes, I do. That's fantastic. I didn't have. I didn't have three forever because I missed a pre-order and then they didn't repress it. But they recently repressed it, so I think I got. I got three now. Yeah, they're. Uh, they're on my watch list on Discogs. I'm waiting for prices to get to a more usable point. Yeah. And then finally, for albums that came out October of 2014, at October 31st. Halloween. We have Halloween. We have I'm in your mind fuzz by King Gizzard and the Lizard Wizard. <laughs> there they are. Uh, I never listened to that one. Such a wild band. Like they're all, all over the place. Yeah, definitely hit or miss. Uh, their newest one, a miss for me, at least at the time that I listened to it. That's fair. Yeah, they're, they're a band that can do anything. I really, really love that thrash metal record they put out in Fest the Rat's Nest. Uh, that thing was phenomenal, but they've never delved into m- that kind of heavier music since then. Yeah, but because they 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 want to do so much different shit is why. <laughs> Dude, not only that, they put out like twenty records. They're they're insane. Well, I will say maybe they put out twenty records in their career, but again, I don't I don't know. It might have been the last record I brought you. There is nobody on this planet that puts out more records than Buckethead. Yeah, yeah, I remember you telling me about that. On he had another seven or eight out in October. That's so crazy. And I mean, I get that they're probably just instrumentals. Like yeah. I understand that. Yeah. But you're still putting the records out, even if it's on your own label. You're still putting a record out, which is wild. Yeah. To have that many records in one month, let alone I this is the second time I've seen it. So he has to have six hundred records. Yeah, it's crazy. Almost, him and Gucci Mane. Those are the only two that <laughs> have that many. Those two dudes, they're just nuts. They don't stop. Moving on to the Billboard charts, we have the Billboard Hot 100. Let's do week it. of October 11th, 2014. At number five, we have Bang Bang, Jesse J, Ariana Grande, and Nicki Minaj. No idea about that song at all. I think that's going to be a theme heading through this, <laughs> this, this Billboard 100 here. And there's another theme that I'm super stoked about with this Billboard 100. Oh, okay. At, num- at number four, we have Black Widow by Iggy Azalea and Rita Ora. Nope. At number three, we have Anaconda by Nicki Minaj. I know it exists. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Is the top five all female? Yeah, there's not a male in it. Yeah. Okay. It's wild. Yeah, it's, it's awesome. I pulled it from the, the three you just listed. That's crazy. At number two, Shake It Off, Taylor Swift. Hey, heard it. And then at number one, All About That Bass, Megan Trainor. Oh my God, I hate that song. More than, almost more than any other song, I hate that song. There is something about it that really talks to me. I love it. Really? I do love it. I I, I, th- I like her voice a lot. Okay. I The song is super cringy. I can, yeah. I agree it's with that. God awful. It's it's really cringy, but there's something about it. I listened to that whole record when it came out because really? I liked her voice. Wow. And yeah, I I mean I'm not anti Megan Trainer, but I've definitely turned a corner because there's a there's there's a bunch more cringy songs that followed this thing up. Oh, she just that friggin' song. Like you couldn't escape it. 
and then it, everywhere. like it was everywhere and i i just like it ground me down like i fucking hate it <laughs> like i hate it hate it scott no treble man no treble god shut up you need treble you can't have just bass you need treble it needs to equal out no treble all about that bass. no like you can't have one of those cars like you're in another car where one of those cars rolls up and it's just boom, boom. But like, it doesn't sound I mean, good. There's a reason. I think it sounds great. No, it, I think it sounds great. No, I love it. No, I don't need to hear. Great I don't need to hear the rattling of the wheels. Hook? No, it's usually the license plate. But hook up, <laughs> hook up a hook up a marine battery to a thousand watt Kenwood amp. Get some 15s blast and let's do this thing. No. Pull your Dodge Stratus out and let's go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's always like a shitty fucking car. I although I, I forgot to mention this on my honeymoon I was able to see I've never seen it in real life I've only ever seen it like in music videos and TV shows one of those like old Monte Carlos on like thirty five inch wheels oh man no way <laughs> like it's ra- it's raised up and yeah. it has like thirty five it looks like wagon wheels I almost crashed the van I was so excited <laughs> like I was driving and then I, as soon as I saw it I couldn't look at anything else I loved it so much That's I was so like funny. this is I, was, I, I looked at it and said, I belong here. This is where I belong. <laughs> where was it? Uh, I think it was in St. Louis. Oh, yeah, that that tracks. That tracks. <laughs> <laughs> so then a couple, I, I just took two other ones out of this Billboard 100 that I had to go this far down to find something that maybe <laughs> you would have been listening to. Yeah. At number 55, Centuries by Fall Out Boy. Nope. At, at the time, I wasn't listening to Fall Out Boy. Okay, then at number 64, Take Me to Church by Hosier. I love it. I knew you loved that one. Have you heard that track? I de- oh, that one was everywhere, like All About That Bass. Come on, what are you doing to me? It needed to be up above All About That Bass. Uh, but that's, that song is, his voice is amazing. I love his voice. I think it's, it's phenomenal. And that record, like, uh, it does it for me. I knew, that's why I had to put yeah. it on the list. Yeah. So then moving on to the Billboard 200, and this is what's very interesting about the later we get is how different the Hot 100 versus the album sales chart is. Yeah. It's pretty crazy. I mean, you're in a different, it's it's a different time now. Like this, the singles yeah. don't match the records being sold at all. Yeah. Speaking of which, talking about a different time, yeah. there is a new employee at work who wore a Deftone shirt the other day. Oh, dude. And I had to point out, I was like, I appreciate the shirt. I, yeah. I, I appreciate it. And then she asked me, she's like, what are your favorite Deftone songs? Whoa. And you know, and you know me. It's, no. I'm not a song guy. Yeah, no. But I, but also, I, like, I wanted to ask her, like, what she liked about Deftones, but I wasn't about to f- sound like that guy that's like, name, name three songs. Name three albums. Yeah, I fucking hate that, too. So, like, I just had to say, like, I, I, I'm more of an album guy. Yeah. Probably total... I was like, I, we, I, and I even mentioned, I was like, we did a draft on a podcast, a discography. <laughs> yeah. And then like, I, we talked briefly like two or three times and she said, I really only got into him like six or six months or so ago. Whoa. She's like, so I haven't really like listened to it. She's like, I love cherry waves. And I was like, okay, yeah, we're good. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we're good. We can hang out. That's but, wild. But I, did, I, I also can imagine getting into them only six months ago. She's probably. At most she's 20. Yeah. She's yeah. probably 20. So it's like, but I was so stoked to see a Deftone shirt. I was like, thank you so much. I appreciate that through and through. There's just such, like, their discography goes so deep. 
Like yeah. having only had six months to listen to them, I would uh, wouldn't be able to leave the house. But she also like said she she just listens to like songs. Like she doesn't yeah, listen. That's to albums. also weird. So like I couldn't imagine listening to anything from Gore or like like any album. Like I have uh, to listen- the early ones you can get into. I suppose, but even so, like they're so ingrained in me now that when I listen to even one song, like I know the next song that's starting, and I want to listen to the yeah. next song. I could say up till Saturday night, Saturday night wrist, you could probably get away with individual tracks if you wanted to. But even once you hit, oh, yeah, once you hit anything after Saturday night wrist, it's like you got to listen to the whole thing. Yeah, otherwise you're missing you're missing some feeling. But again, if somebody's listening to it the way they enjoy it and they're enjoying it, good. Oh, no, like I'm not going to yeah. tell somebody they're ever listening to it wrong. But For just sure. in my head, I couldn't dive into any of those records without listening to the whole thing. Yeah. Speaking of records, Billboard 200. Yeah, let's do that. <laughs> week, week of October 11, 2014. <laughs> At number five, we have PTX Volume 3 EP by Pentatonix. Oh, okay. I'll tell you, if you want to, if you think that Megan Trainer ground into you and drove you down, <laughs> Pentatonix did that for me. Yeah, not a fan, huh? The acapella bullshit yeah. was cool for 15 seconds. And then these dudes, go, this, and I say dudes without being gendered, this group got huge. And I just was like, okay, they're, they're singing acapella. Cool. Right. Yeah. What's next? It was, <laughs> it was unreal. It was unreal. I, I, I still don't like pentatonics. I don't want to hear it. I don't know if I like anything acapella anymore because of <laughs> Oh no. <laughs> so moving on to number four on the billboard 200. This is all yours. Sweet. By Alt J. Oh, I thought you were telling me it was all mine. No. <laughs> name of the, name of the record. This is all yours. Alt J. Who the hell is Alt J? I've seen it. Around, I don't know. Don't, I don't. I couldn't even tell you what kind of music it is. No I, idea. Nope, not a clue. I know it's not mine though. Speaking of number three, being not yours. Oh no, Partners by Barbara Streisand. Nope, again not mine. Number two, The Big Revival, Kenny Chesney. How are these the top <laughs> albums when you? They, that's with all those singles you gave me. Because they weren't buying albums; yeah. they're buying singles. It's so wild. And number one, the duet album by Tony Bennett and Lady Gaga, oh, Cheek to Cheek. Yeah, that was really big. Didn't they win a Grammy for that? Yeah. Yeah. Well, especially because he was he has like he has like it's either Alzheimer's or dementia real bad. Yeah, he's but like he can't remember anything, but he gets on stage and he can remember set lists and he can sing and right. I saw an interview with Lady Gaga where she said that one of her, like she had to compose herself on stage because he remembered who she was when they were performing. Like he said her name. Yeah. And it was like, wow, that's, that's crazy. That is crazy. And then grabbed a few off the list down here that I know you'd either want to hear about or don't care about. (laughs) Number 15, Popular Problems by Leonard Cohen. I love Leonard Cohen. I don't know that record, but he is, he's something else. He is fantastic. The track everybody knows is a big one for me. Speaking of big ones, and I say that sarcastically, <laughs> at number 27, we have Now That's What I Call Music, Volume 51. Oh, my God. <laughs> Not to, only outdoing a little bit at number 60, Now That's What I Call Music, number 50. Are you serious? They're back-to-back yep, on the on list? There. <laughs> both on there. They're not back-to-back, but they're both on the list. Wild. 
At number 113, we have 21 by Adele. There. 188 weeks on the chart. That's crazy. That's a long ass time. That's, yeah, that's over two years. I love that record too. It's so I think twenty five is probably still my favorite, but I love that record. Uh, it's a toss up for me. Those first three records are chasing pavements off of nineteen. It doesn't get better than that. Uh, when we were young is my all time favorite. That's a super good Odell song. Yeah, and then finally, you know, we had to get him in here somehow. We had to wedge him in <laughs> at one thirty two. The Hunting Party by yeah. Lincoln Park. I was waiting for something. I was waiting for something. Uh, I had to find him. Probably my least favorite Lincoln Park record, though, if I'm being honest. But I've, I've never listened to it. My least favorite Lincoln Park album is better than my favorite, a million different bands' favorite record. Yeah, they're, they're up there in the conversation of, like, my favorite bands ever. Speaking of favorite bands ever, Scott. Yeah. The Acacia Strain is still up there. Still up there as one of my favorite bands ever. I'm glad I am done with my notes. It's time to dive in to, and I'm I'm trying to delay this a bit because I'm <laughs> I'm worried about where it might go. Yeah, but let's dive into your review of Acacia Strain's Coma Witch. Let's let's do that first track. Yeah, Human, Human disaster. disaster. This intro is pretty wild. Who is that? Say like the yeah, words. The words. Yeah. Who is that? Well. The words are a poem by Aleister Crowley. Oh, okay. And I don't know if it's, it's a sample used, but that is the same sound that is kind of playing in House of a Thousand Corpses in like the final scene. Okay, yep, that's kind of where... I don't know if it is actually <clears throat> Aleister Crowley reading it. Sure. Or if it's a, a recording of something else. But, you know, bury me in a nameless grave. I've yeah. come here... Yeah, like it's 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 spooky as shit. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it, yeah, it's definitely that. My first reaction to this track is: Are Acacia Strain starting to rhyme the lyrics? I I think that has something to what? do with maybe Vincent taking full, like fully over the that, writing of. That's the why I was asking if the guy who left was writing the lyrics because it was. Yeah, I think he definitely assisted. Okay. The wild thing about the lyrics rhyming is that it makes the disturbing content of their lyrics just work better for me. Yeah, I was gonna say that's good for you then, because you see yeah. it more. You see it more as a song more rather than a than, guy. Yeah, I wrote down uh, where is it? It makes it feel more like a song than it feels like a journal entry. Yes. Right. Yes. Now the the weird thing is that it works for you. Yeah. But that is what a lot of people have a problem with with Acacia Strain when they when they hear that they're like, oh, it's all paint by numbers and just generic. But so they like they want the other shit. Those are like dudes who have been listening to Acacia Strain since like their first record. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. When I had three guitarists. Yeah. Not not me. Right. So I'm coming into Acacia Strain late in the game. Hmm. So this makes me appreciate it a lot more. I, I love to hear it. I, oh, you're gonna love basically my reaction to this to everything. <laughs> okay. Um, okay. Because it, yeah, it takes me out of that like really dirty and gross feeling that I had on previous ones, uh, especially Continent. Uh, also, you know, situational. Uh, but 
I enjoyed this. I thought it was a great opener. Musically, it's super heavy and everything I expected from the Acacia Strain. Just more, I don't want to say artsy because that gives it the wrong feel, but like the lyrical content makes it feel more like art to me than a, a diary journal. <laughs> Well, I think that's also like they can say something they can say a phrase that I have heard my entire life, yeah. like a thousand times I've heard it. And when they do it in a track and they do it a certain way, I'm like, I, I get that that face that just that grossed out <laughs> like, oh, my God. Right. When it's like, I didn't know that could sound like that. Yeah. Like I've heard people in passing say rest and piss. But Vincent just destroying the that that phrase to open this track yeah. is insane. No, I will say the, the first time I heard it, I didn't hear piss. I heard peace. Yep. And I was like, wow, Vincent, like normal. I don't know what this <laughs> is. And then yes. and I went and looked up the lyrics and I was like, oh yeah, that makes more sense. Got it. Okay. <laughs> that okay. one checks out. I was still feeling it. It was still good. So moving on to the second track, Cauterizer, which was the lead single of this record. Okay. All right. Uh, I love the intro, super heavy drums, a little bit of guitar in the background is great. I really, really like that. The higher note guitars in the back of the song, like it's in the background, mm. they make this track amazing. Oh, yeah. It just adds an ambiance to it. Yeah, it makes it that spooky feeling like we were talking yeah. about. Like it, it definitely gives it that like this needed to come out right around Halloween. Spoiler alert for the listeners, we're recording this before Halloween. Uh, so yes. <laughs> we, we know it's coming out like almost at Thanksgiving, but mm-hmm. yeah, we're listening to this at the right time. Which is why I brought it, which is why I had to bring it. Yeah, uh, I really, really loved that point where, I don't know if it's Vincent or if it was somebody else, but they just said it in a normal speaking voice, the earth will swallow us whole. Yeah. I was like, oh man, that like that that added to the artistry of this album to me. And it's almost like where the violence on continent was glow bending and then still personal. Mm-hmm. And then on Wormwood, it was like a pinpoint, like directed, like that violence was directed singularly. Yeah. All the violence on this almost feels like metaphorical. I, I, it almost feels like Yeah. It's, it's, it's not exactly like on the other records. It's like, if you say you're tearing out somebody's throat, it means you're tearing out somebody's throat. Yeah. Where on this one, it's like, how can I read into that a little bit? Yeah. <laughs> that I think I get into it later on in the notes, but I love how broad the focus is mm-hmm. as far as that, like violence and, and everything yeah. we've come to know about Acacia Strain's lyrical content is directed. Mm-hmm. It's not pinpointed like on their other stuff that I've heard where it's like, when you say her, I can tell you're picking out <laughs> one single person that you want to yeah. Yeah, rip out their throat. Um, this is mm-hmm. more like ripping out the world's throat. And I appreciate yeah. that much more. A couple lines off this one that really get me is fight off the swarm as you struggle to stay warm. Yeah. That's fucking good shit. Uh, the the wicked breakdown after we were born to be unloved yeah. will always get me. The breakdown that one, I wrote down great breakdown. Yeah, it's fantastic. When I'm in 
certain feelings. <laughs> this this record, man, this record comes through so clutch. Yeah. So clutch to me. Yeah. I really I really love the atmosphere guitars throughout this whole track. I think I think adding those guitars in the background was just a stroke of genius. Moving on to track three, send help featuring Wait, wait, wait. Max I, mean, I was gonna Cavalera. say let me guess, because I I wrote it down. No, it's fine. I said, who is his first vocalist? He sounds kind of like Max Cavalera. Well, that's who it is. That's you got it. Awesome. Cha-ching, I win. I don't know why I just made that noise. It doesn't make any sense. But uh, uh, I'm a fan of the first three tracks big time. Uh, maybe the lack of super gory lyrics or the fact that they rhyme, but I'm here for it. I appreciate the fact that he pronounces all of the syllables in miserable uh, to keep the rhyme scheme going. Yep, you have yeah, to. Yeah, <laughs> got to do it throughout the week. So I've listened. I listened to this thing probably like ten times, which is probably eight more times than you listen to Continent. I would say nine. <laughs> and then, of course, of course, you sat down last night. You sat down last night with the whole family, and you all enjoyed this together, right? No, nope, <laughs> not what happened. But yeah, no, it. Uh, I'm. I enjoyed this record much more. Uh, than previous Acacia Strain records. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. I liked Wormwood. I, like I said, it's the heaviest freaking record I think I've ever heard. Um, mm-hmm. But this one, this one speaks to me more. And I think, I think the, it, it's the songwriting. Like yeah. you said, the, 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 the little care of making it rhyme, which your true hardcore heads or whatever yeah. say that it's not necessary. You don't need it. It, it does make it a song and it makes yeah. it, it puts it in another realm of, no, this is, you guys were doing something. You're yeah. not just out there yelling. Yeah, that's what kept me in this record. Like, the rhyming. Like, I'm an old school song guy. Like, all, mm-hmm. all lyrics are meant to rhyme. <laughs> like, that's part of the, the work of making a song. You know what I mean? And uh, I, I appreciated it a lot on this record. You said that not many gory lyrics, but there is a breakdown in this one where the line slowly shiver as I separate skin from bone. Yeah, happens. but it rhymes. <laughs> Next line. So, you know, it, it works. Like, again, I think it's I think it's the lack of pinpointing a specific person. Like, at least the feeling for me. There's also and I think you probably relate to this because you have these feelings. There's a lot of self-hatred. In yeah. this record. Yeah. And like one of Vincent's first line in this track is, I hate the man who I have become. I keep the world under my thumb. Yep. Yeah. I, like I there is self hatred. So when that violence is directed inwardly, I know you can relate to that. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> totally can. Yeah. Felt, felt it heavy. Yeah. So moving on to Holy Walls of the Vatican. Uh, this one is way over the top, but I can't help but laugh <laughs> at it. Like yeah. it's far more more amusing than disturbing to me, and I honestly mm-hmm. think it's because of the rhyming. I love the idea of the pi- the Pope having thirty days to vacate the Vatican. Yeah, I thought that was hilarious, and I tried playing God, but I ceased to exist. Is <laughs> the most truthful and wild lyric. Like as far as I think we've talked about our religious beliefs maybe on the show before. I I've been so wishy-washy with organized religion throughout my entire life that that line uh just like it, it is there for a person like me 
this one, these breakdowns hit me, and I get so amped up with these breakdowns. Like, throwing rocks through the window of your shrine, I will bathe in the blood of Christ. Yeah. Man, it really hits me, and I'm just, I'm ready to rip my steering wheel off my car. Like, I'm ready to just... (laughs) You're just ready to go. Just, I'm trying to rip my steering wheel off and just hammer the gas and see where it takes me. Right. Yeah, no, this is like... Also, the way he says bees in here does something to me. Yeah. <laughs> the way that the way that bees is screamed in this track, yeah. it really gets me. And I don't know why it does, but it really does. That's so crazy. So then next up, World Demise featuring, I don't know, you probably don't have a guess for this one. I don't like I I actually that's part of my notes as who does the vocals on this chorus? I can't pick them out. It's Brendan Garone from Incendiary. Yep, no idea who that is. Okay. I like Incendiary. They may go on the list. Okay. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. I'll think that one over before I add it to the list. <laughs> the guitar lead-ins into the chorus on this song are amazing. The The guitar work, it's funny because I think on Wormwood, I pinpointed out drum work on that yeah. one. It's the guitar work on this record. There's so I many- mean, he's still, the drums are still killing them. Oh, yeah. No, 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 no. Definitely. But the guitar work is on a different level on this record. Yeah. And that's the two new guitarists. Like, you know what I mean? Like, they yeah. brought two guys in and crushed it yeah they did they did amazing work i like this track a lot a song about scavenger birds picking at the scraps of a dead world don't mind if i do great it's a fun song like i just you're saying it's a fun song but it is a great it's fun song. <laughs> <laughs> well and i said world demise but it's actually the world yeah the world yeah because it's like the it's like the vavitch the, like there's there's two v's 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 to form the w yeah so then next up, we have Nailgun, which I think is the second single, because I recall seeing a music video for it. Oh, okay. So I think this, I think Nailgun was the second single. Gotcha. Uh, I really dig the guitar solo on this one and the whispered dead eyes after it. Yeah. That, yeah <laughs> yes. that was awesome. That put me in a, that put me in a different world there, but it brings back the spooky feeling of the record. Mm-hmm fantastic maybe i'm not feeling this one as much because it feels like he's singling out a specific girl but i'm just kind of <laughs> meh on it uh that tempo speed up towards the end was great though there's a line in here that to this day feels to me like one of the coolest assemblages of words i've ever heard <laughs> okay mind of a snake mouth of a pig slither in your swill yeah holy weird. shit is that so good <laughs> that's so good i love it so much yeah so then moving on to graveyard shift uh, another feature on this one yeah it's featuring sven de Cowway. wow sven de Cowu of aborted okay i'm not a huge fan of like the pig squealing vocals yeah, uh, and that's kind of what aborted are yeah i'm not not a huge fan of, of this uh, feature. I really like the middle of this track, but the bookend verses were not my favorite. It's like the specificity of the single girl that he talks about bothers me. Yeah, I'm a I'm a big big fan of the broad view of you know shit, <laughs> like the the overall violence to everyone and everything. I'm a fan of, but yeah, when you're pinpointing. A single person i get like really unless it's a diss track i get uncomfortable <laughs> that's why you just listen to no vaseline every morning you wake up and you throw on no vaseline <laughs> and moving on to bridge painter yeah this one seems a bit contradictory like 
thankful just to be alive, spent a year wishing I would I hadn't survived. That that's a crazy line. Uh but yeah, like it's just it doesn't quite make a whole lot of sense to me. Um, but I appreciate it. Uh the guitars in the background during covered in red really give the track a horror film feel that I think is pretty rad. It brings it back to that spooky feeling of this album. And what really does it for me, and it's such a minor thing, but it's it's so important on this track, is that intro that sounds like it's a cell phone interfering with an old like that, TV, yeah like that sound. I when I first heard it, I was like, "What am I close to?" Like I'm yeah, not near. But that sound doesn't. That, but, it doesn't exist anymore, though. Yeah, I know. That's why I was like confused. Yeah, I was like, I haven't heard this crazy. in so long. But yeah, that crackling. Yeah. Because then the riff is behind distortion, yeah. and then it blasts through that distortion. I I, lo- I love it. Yeah. Again, I wouldn't say that the production is as clean and as precise as Wormwood. Yeah. But it's done in a way where it's it works for me so well. Yeah. That also might be why I like it so much. The production. Yeah, because it's not. Okay. It's not super clean. Yeah. Like it's yeah. there's a little bit of grit and grime going on in this thing, and I it feels right for this album. Yeah. There's dirt all over it. Yeah. Thing. Yeah. I'm a <laughs> It's dirty. It's dusty. Yeah, for sure. Next track, whale shark, man. It sounds like Vincent was having a real issue with his sleep schedule while making <laughs> right. <laughs> right. <laughs> Cause I, I'm saying it on this track, but he's had lines throughout the beginning of this record too. Graveyard shift had a sleep line. Yeah, where he's it just seems like he's not getting enough sleep. My man needs some, <laughs> some like chamomile teal, some sleepy time tea uh before he bed. To, yeah. He needs to settle down, is what he needs to do. <laughs> yeah. I love the line speaking is silver, silence is gold. Uh yeah. I think that's great. I don't really have a whole lot to say about this track, but I actually like it much more than the last three tracks. Okay. Like it just like me saying I don't have any I don't have much to say about it is because like I just wanted to stay in that lane where I just liked it a lot. Yeah, and I'm I'm down with that. That yeah. was like my whole bit last episode. <laughs> yeah, right. Yeah. So then moving on to the second to final track, technically the final track, because if if you I don't know if you've looked this up, you don't have to have it reveal that now. But if you get the vinyl, it's on two it's on two discs yeah. and the record is on one and then the final track is on the second. So halfway so this, through the second one, you have to flip sides or is it a three side? No, like the record is on one, the like up to delusional delusional sphere is yeah. one. Like one Andy. Oh, is one. Andy, and then, yeah. And then the second disc, and then observer is on the second disc, like the entirety of it. Like you have to flip sides. No, it's just side a okay. side B is like an etching. I think that's okay. That's what I was wondering. So the 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 final musical track, I guess we could say, Delusional Sphere. Yeah. The guitar scrapes mid-verse are everything. Like, those things are always welcome to my ears. Like, I love guitar scrapes. Like, it's just, like, part of my soul. And I, <laughs> I love it. Uh, another track I didn't really have much to say about, but I really, really like it. Like, it's just, I didn't want to dive too deep. Because yeah. I got past those three tracks where it felt like pinpointing someone. And I'm yeah. back to like where I really love what's going on with this record. The biggest point for this track that I give it is 
the slow fade out at the end of it. Yeah. Because as you know, and as we're moving in to talk about now, it leads into a 27 minute long yeah. instrumental track called Observer. 27 minutes long. I brought a 27 minute long song to you. I have never brought you a song that has been <laughs> over eight minutes and you bring me one that is like three times as long as the longest song I ever gave you. It's almost an album. Yeah. Like 27 minutes. You had like 10 minutes and you could call it an album. So I said I've listened to this album like 10 times this week. You've listened to Observer twice. I, no, I listened to Observer six. Okay. Going through my work week playing it I didn't I didn't mind like it was it was fine but then like I started listening to other stuff throughout the week that like I was like do I want to take on this 27 minute long <laughs> song or do I want to just pull it out of the playlist and get along to the other stuff that I was listening to so yeah the last like Wednesday Thursday Friday uh I pulled observer out and, and not because I didn't like it I actually did like it a lot it almost made my top three. Okay. <laughs> I will say that Observer is my favorite instrumental track of all time. That's because it's not really truly an instrumental. It's 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 very cinematic. Yes, that's why I like it a lot. Okay, let me walk you through how I even listened to this track. So this came out in 2014, mm. and I had to put this timetable together to figure out if this is exactly what happened. Prior to this album coming out, like not long before it, is uh, I, I weighed three hundred pounds at the time. Yeah, like I was I was big, and I had what apparently is a, a panic attack, anxiety attack because I've had everything checked out and it didn't happen. But I felt a sensation in my chest, my eyes went black, and I had yeah. no idea what was happening. I thought I had a heart attack. Yeah, that's scary. I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell anybody. I like started like saying goodbyes to people without thinking that I was saying goodbye because Oof. I thought you know I was dying. I did that for about six months. And then this record came out and when I decided I was going to start trying to get healthy. So I started to walk a lot. Oh, yeah. And then this, and this album was, I would just listen to this album over and over and over again. And I started to write a script, like a screenplay to oh, Observer. Okay. Yeah. Like I still want, I still want to do it. Like I have it, like it starts out where you're laying in a ditch in a swamp. Like you, you can hear it eventually you know to the crescendo where you meet the coma witch and she's just like this otherworldly being like i wrote yeah. 27 minutes like i wrote awesome. a, a video and i still want to do it sometime we'll see if i ever get cameras or actors or something right. you know? i have somebody in mind to play like every part but oh, cool. i don't even know if i've talked to any of these people <laughs> in 10 years right <laughs> but, like just in my head i'm like i could see this person doing this right so, so it would be interesting and i still would like to do it but that's why Observer means so much to me because I listen to it so often and I arranged that entire narrative in my head about crawling out of a ditch to yeah. a car driving down the road and eventually meeting the coma witch and the world collapsing and all this wild shit. I love Observer so much, but you are right. It isn't just an instrumental track, Yeah, but you'd think that would turn me off of it. Right. Yeah. The 27 minutes made me think it would turn you off of it. But the there were a few things that I really liked about this. Um, the beginning of this track, like the the crickets and mm -hmm. you know the the atmospheric sounding, reminded me of that clipping track, piano burning. Okay, where it's just it's a fifteen minute long song of just like a piano that's 
burning. But yeah, like that that atmospheric presence of it reminded me of that. I I loved that. These quotes and stuff are they from specific things? Um, I didn't do that research okay. enough. All right, no, that's fine. Uh, so I'm not I'm not 100 percent sure. I don't know if it was written for the track sure. or if it was pulled of something. I'm not entirely sure. All right, because there's one part that I feel like I've heard before, but I can't place it. And I don't know if it's okay. because like the pitches shift on something because the the words whatever they are seem like they're slowed down. So I, I, I'm not sure. But uh, yeah, I, I liked that a lot. Um, I liked how uh, the end of the track referenced the intro to the first track. I thought that was fantastic. Like the production work, even though I said I loved it gritty and stuff, like it's phenomenal. Like whoever did the work on this thing did a great job. Because the album truly is a circle. Like yeah, you finish yeah, it, you go and back you're, to you're, yeah, you yeah. go back to that same line in the first one, and yeah, it's great. It's great. I loved that transition actually from the end of the last track to the beginning of the first one. Yeah, it's it's great. Yeah, so we can't spend twenty seven minutes talking about Observer, although <laughs> I probably could. Right, but I guess what's your top three? Uh, so I said Observer. Almost made my top three, so I'll make it four. Okay. Just because. Number three is World Demise, or VV Earl Demise. Yes. <laughs> yes. Even with the feature from the guy from Insaniary. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. It, I just liked it a lot. I appreciate it. <laughs> I thought you weren't going to like any of these, so I'm glad we even got we, we had one that you liked. Uh, number two is Holy Walls of the Vatican. I think Holy Walls is my number one. Yeah. I love that track it's, so much. It gets really, me, really it, good. Like I said. That's a steering wheel ripper. Yeah. That's a steering wheel ripper. <laughs> right. Yeah, super good. And then uh, number one, Cauterizer. Oh, the single. Yeah, so I, they knew what they were doing. Yeah, didn't know it was a single, but super stoked. I really, really enjoyed that one. Yeah, my number two would probably be Send Help. I love Send Help. Yeah. I kind of want to... I love Acacia Strain's opening tracks. We've talked about this, how they mm-hmm. always have some type of sample, and then it just crushes you. Yeah. I kind of do love Human Disaster. So I, I'm going to put Human Disasters 3 just simply for that intro. And this was the last album that I saw them tour with. Oh, okay. Like, I haven't, I haven't seen them you since seen this them came since out. 2014? No. And the beginning of that shit in the pit is disgusting. Yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. Rest in Pits is yeah. gross. So then, Scott, I guess I got to ask the question here. Acacia Strains come which? Sure. Throne, own, phone, or groan? Uh, I'll own it for sure. But as an Acacia Strain record, it's like it's a throne Acacia Strain record for me. At least of the ones that I've heard. What was your Wormwood? Was that just the phone? We didn't have was phone you- then, I don't think. No, we didn't. Uh, I, I think I said own, but it was like okay. the heaviest record I've ever heard. Oh, yeah. You did say you were going to own it because... I have a copy to send you, I think. Yeah, you've just never sent it. <laughs> I haven't. We, I've talked to you many times about how bad I am at mailing things. I know. I know. That's why and I, I work at it. I work at a company that does it. Like, yeah. I can send it at work. Yeah. It, it's coming. It's coming. Yeah, that's why I'm, not, don't know when. I'm not buying it. Uh, <laughs> yeah, it's coming. But yeah, no, I definitely own this one. This one, fantastic. I've said it already in the episode, but I think it's probably the lyrical like the rhyme schemes of everything. I really appreciated, like it felt, I really appreciated more that it felt like art. 
Like, I, and apparently it's a hot take with Acacia Strain fans, but it, this does it for me. Well, it's a it's a hot take with the the, the dead walk Acacia Strain fans, yeah. like the fans that were a fan of their more hardcore side. Right. So then, when they added more death metal, as opposed to because you know the whole death core, when they mm-hmm. add the death metal over the core, that's when those kind of people started to fade away i love both of them i've yeah. loved every iteration of occasion strain there's a few albums i dislike a little bit sure but what are your I, feelings I still enjoy on the, them what are your feelings on the record between this one and wormwood it's my least favorite okay i was i was just i was trying to understand why you would have given me this one instead of that one next it's because it's my least favorite gotcha I, totally I, understand. I, when that one came out i was like i was debating like do i not like occasion strain anymore oh wow like, that bad like there's a couple tracks that are good, but as an album, it's never done anything for me. Oh wow, okay. And, and now let me ask you this question: sure. Take the kind of the art direction and the writing of this record that we have mm-hmm. here, Coma Witch. Yeah. And if it was just pounded into the ground with depression, how would you feel about it? I mean, I'd probably be about it <laughs> if I'm being honest. Well, I'm not going to bring it to you then, but I recommend listening to the next record, Grave Bloom. Okay. It is so dark yeah. and so desolate and so depressing that I struggle to listen to the whole thing sometimes. Then I'm going to put my throne, I'm going to take that off of this one. Okay. Because I have a feeling that that one's going to speak to me a bit more. <laughs> Yeah, there's just something about it. It just feels so dark to me. Yeah. Like I listen to it and I'm like, this is this is rough. And I don't have problems with that normally. Yeah. Like still to this day, Grave Bloom, when I think about it, I just it may I think it depresses me. That's how good oh, wow. it is at what it does. Okay. And I'm just I'm just like, man, I don't I don't need that. Like I own it, obviously, yeah. but it doesn't get spun much. I'll definitely listen to it. I'll let you know uh what I feel about it, but yeah. I have a feeling that I'll, it'll catch me. But Coma Witch is an own. Oh, 100%. Yeah. With an asterisk that could change after you listen to Grave Bloom. <laughs> could. It could. Well, no, I'll still own it. Like, this is this is one I'll, I'll actively look for. Okay. I just got to find it at a good price. There's a there's a lot of variants you can find. One. Is there? Fantastic. Yeah. I, didn't, I, didn't I think I might have repressed it. Deep too. into looking for a copy because I got, I got into something else this week that took over everything <laughs> i mean also it's weird to think that this album is eight years old like almost like yeah, it, that's, that's wild that seems seems wild that seems crazy. pretty fucking crazy yeah also considering that like i don't weigh 300 pounds again so hey like we're doing something yeah we're doing something all right over here it brought it brought a change a lot it, it did it definitely helped it definitely helped yeah. it absolutely did that's so awesome. scott this was the only thing you were listening to though no what is your record of the week my record of the week for this one is Boldy James, Fair Exchange, No Robbery. This is the Boldy I love. Wait, you're not, you're not giving the producer credit on this thing? Who is it? I don't know. I didn't look it up. The name of the art, like when it comes up, when you re- listen to it, is Nicholas Craven and Boldy James. Great. No, I'm giving it to Boldy James. But Nicholas Craven did an amazing job on the production. Uh, this is what I love to hear him over. These weird, wacky, like old timey kind of jazzy like beats and stuff is just amazing. Especially when you put his grimy street raps all over it, his bars are fantastic. And then to add to it, 
those like uh, jail phone calls in between some of the songs. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, it, it's a great project. If you didn't take this, I was probably going to take it, but I figured yeah. you were going to take it. Oh, yeah. The track Six Toes is some of the best rapping oh, I've ever yeah, heard in my life. Yeah, that was a big one. Yeah, I love that track. The way he count, like I would love to hear the He's dude from the, di- the that that dissect podcast. I'd love to hear him break down the six toes because oh, yeah. it's so it's unreal. Yeah. Like he, Boldy is an alien. Boldy is not from this world. Yeah, he is. He is <laughs> I mean, overlooked. I guess Detroit is barely this world, but he's not from this world. <laughs> uh, yeah, Detroit's something different. <laughs> yeah, we're we're a bit different. Even though it is, it is a great record, though it's unreal how good it is. Yeah, it's it, crazy it, it, how Boldy puts out so much shit. He puts out so much shit, and it's yeah. all it's all good. It's all good. I mean, Versace tapes are arguable. It's still good. The production isn't good. <laughs> well, to you, I didn't. I didn't hate it. It's definitely my least favorite. We. I don't know how we touch on this every time we talk about Boldy because it was my record of the week was not good compared to everything else he has put out. But yeah, what was your record of the week? <laughs> My record of the week is also a hip hop record. It is from the rapper Ramirez, and it is Tragedy of a Clown. Is that the one you had me listen to? That was the other one you had I... me listen to? No, that was Rome Street's record. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That was Rome Street's record. That might still be coming. I'm still I'm still deep into that thing. That record's good. Still, that's a good one too. I'm still Yeah, I'm still deciphering that thing because it's man, Rome is Talk about different. Rome is pretty different, too. Well, Boldy but, was on one of his tracks, too. And it was fantastic. Yes, he was. <laughs> I, I knew nothing about Ramirez. I saw the album cover, and it looked like one of the old kind of like No Limit, like Silk the Shocker oh, covers. Oh. <laughs> and I was like, I need to check this shit out. <laughs> and I listened to it. It's 11 tracks. It's The whole thing is basically he's talking about his personal struggles being a mexican nicaraguan artist oh wow. over the past few years yeah and it's like some of it's pretty dark pretty sinister i guess he he did an ep with the suicide boys at some point oh i've never really been super into the suicide boys i like i get it but i've never really looked over there but i really like this record and it was only after that i learned about the suicide boys saying where i was like okay that makes sense but I really like this record, and I'm excited to see where this dude goes too, because I'm pretty sure he's young. Oh wow, okay. Um, he is. He's 20. So oh yeah, wow, yeah, he's real young. He's doing it. Yeah, just doing. I'm. I'm, a, I'm a, I was a big fan of this record. So it's uh, Ramirez, Tragedy of a Clown. Speaking of our records of the week, I feel super vindicated personally because I, what, like six months ago, I said that Coast Contra record was my record of the week. Yeah. And people have been blowing up about seeing them freestyles <laughs> and seeing their fucking their freestyles their shit. I'm are like, insane. Yeah, I, I'm just like I I I've been on this. Yeah. Like I'm I'm ahead of the game on this one. Yeah, usually are. I'm not ahead of the game. <laughs> this one ahead of the game. Very excited. Well done. I'm proud of you. <laughs> Thank you. That's two this. That's two this episode. I'm glad. I, I better be getting a plaque in the mail. <laughs> uh, so all that's left is for you to tell me what we're listening to next week, Scott. Yeah, we're gonna have a bit of a choose your own adventure situation going on with this one. Oh, if I could choose my own adventure, give me a grunge album. No, no. Well, I'm in a really good mood. I'm in a really good mood. Okay. Give me a grunge record. I'll dive into a grunge record. Well, I had three I had three options, and grunge was one of them. Okay, okay. now you're making me rethink it. <laughs> g- g- give me the options. Okay. We have an international artist. So we've had some some failures with, with the international. 
So there's yep. there's that option. Uh, there's the ska option, which we've had some success, but also a big failure. Uh, yeah. So there's that. And then we have like a mid-90s grunge-ish alternative music dipping our toes into that option. So I so I got to play this like it's a Jeopardy, like I'm playing Jeopardy. Like I got to f- figure out based off the category. But you're going to have these either way. Like you're going to get all three yeah. of these. It's whatever one I get now. But yeah, I, I couldn't pick one out. I didn't have like a super strong feeling about any of the three. So I, I said it. I said it up top. Wow. So stay with it. Give me the grunge. Okay. So next week we're listening to Silver Chairs Frog Stomp. It's not. I, it's, I know the record. Yeah. It's not. I've like never listened to it. The birthplace of grunge. We're looking at 1995. So it's towards the end of grunge. When did that pavement record come out? That pavement record. Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain. That came out in 94. Okay. So we're a year removed from Crooked Rain, Crooked Rain. Okay. And pavement is not something I would have considered grunge at all. They are. Yeah. And and guess what I heard in it? (laughs) Yeah. So, yeah, we're going with Silver Chair's Frog Stomp. I'm actually excited about this. Honestly, it was like Wednesday Mm -hmm. this week where I was like, I was like, you know, I'm in a pretty damn good mood. I've been in a pretty damn good mood. I think I could take anything right now. And I was actually gonna, if you didn't say it, I was gonna be like, give me a grunge record this week because I think I can. I think Wild. I, I think I can do it. Why? I think I can do it. I'm stoked. Like, I hope you stay in this good of a mood while listening to it because this so one, I- this one has, like, this is a big, big one for me. Like, I think Silverchair is the first band where I owned like a band T-shirt. Oh, I saw the picture. Yeah. <laughs> it's still I saved it. I I still have it. Yeah, that was when I was like, oh man, thirteen in that picture, fourteen maybe. I've seen the record on a website where I buy vinyl a lot. I've seen it on there a lot, but yeah, I, I've never listened. They're doing repressing. I think I think I asked you about Silverchair before because I think there is a Silverchair song I might know. There or is, I'm mistaking it for another band. But well, here's the thing, Silverchair. So you've given me a couple bands with three different records you've given me silver chair might be that band for me to give to you because throughout the course of their career, they have changed musically quite a bit. Okay. So this record is their first record, but like two records past this, they go into a different direction. And then two records past that, they go in a totally different direction. So eventually this would be the band that I give you three records from because I, I love them. I just got to stay in this positive mindset to dive into this fucking ground record. Please do. That I asked for. I asked asked for it. Yeah. I asked for it. Yeah. That, which is wild because you asked for it before I even gave you the three options. (laughs) I did. (laughs) So I I thought it was going to be like pulling teeth, trying to get you to listen to a grunge record, but today's the day. This is it. Well, well, next week's the day. Well, but this is the week. This is the week. Like this. This is. I'm. I like. I look like the freaking Joker with this smile on my face. Like I'm stoked. (laughs) So, silver chair frog song next week. Yeah. Anything else before I rattle into the ending thing here? Super, super excited for next week. I can't wait. I'm super excited to listen to this because it's been a little bit since I have. That seems wild. So I'm excited too. Yeah. Uh, I'm excited for you to listen to it if it's been a while. 
it's it's I'm it's gonna be complete nostalgia washing over me. A lot of coma wish was for me. Yeah. So I'm glad we're both getting nostalgia back to back. Love it. Follow us on Twitter at AYLPod. Send us an email at areyoulistening.pod at gmo.com, whether it be to tell us we're doing a good job or whether it be you, you know, you giving us. us a record to listen to. Or that. I mean, yeah, you productive thing. You or you hate us. That's fine. You do the research. Or you hate us. You can tell us that too, but we won't respond and it will hurt our feelings. Um, I still might respond, but politely. Join, <laughs> join the Facebook group. Link will be in the show notes. Rate us. Leave us a review somewhere if that's what you do. Yeah. Somewhere, you know, it's whatever. Say say we're all right. Other than that, I don't know. I got nothing else, Scott. Silverchair Frog Stomp. Grunge next week. I'm Woo! In. I'm stoked. Cha-ching. I'm doing it again. <laughs> double double cha-chings. Double cha-chings. Guys, a cash register this week. Are you listening? Are you listening? Uh, yeah, Detroit's something different. Yeah. That's why you just listen to No Vaseline every morning. You wake up and you throw on No Vaseline and... I like I like to let the people know. Cha-ching, I win. I mean, as you know, I prefer St. Anger to the Black Album, so...